Join over 400,000 people, just like you and I, who are taking control of their wellness journey with Biome. Get personalized and precise recommendations on how to optimize your health and help you function at peak performance. Based on your results from blood, stool, and now saliva, the Viome Full Body Intelligence Test tells you what foods you should eat and what foods you should avoid and why. They're also the only company in the world to offer custom pre-probiotics and precision supplements which are made to order and only include the ingredients in the precise dosages that your body needs and nothing that it doesn't. Shop now at Viome.com, V-I-O-M-E, dot com forward slash good currency and save fifty dollars on our full body intelligence test or bundle it with code currency fifty. In nineteen ninety eight, Paul Newman and Susan Sarandon were doing a, a movie called Twilight. It was it was a big hit. It was a crime movie. And when Paul Newman found out that Susan Sarandon was being paid less than he was, mm. he made sure that that she got some of his salary to make sure that there was equal pay because he thought she, we were both stars. Why should I get paid more? So it's like, it's doing the right thing when you see it. It's stepping up, stepping up and doing the right thing. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Living Good Currency with Tony. And Tobias. We are so humbled and excited to sit down every week with just amazing guests that inspire us from afar, some people we've known forever or like today, people we've just met, but have been a huge fan of their work and what they do. And it's all connected. Somehow, some way, someone introduces us to someone incredible. And it's no different than today. This incredible woman, Jocelyn, who's been a friend of mine for a while. She just knew about the podcast and she knew of this incredible human being that she felt that we needed to have on the podcast. And when she said who she was and where she works, it really... I want to always be like a kid in a candy shop and get excited every time, but it almost doesn't surprise me the way the flow of energy works and positivity because this woman, Dr. Miriam Nelson, who's on our show right now, she, she works for a company, Paul Newman's Foundation, that my mom, God rest her soul, used to always buy this brand and the, the salad dressings, Paul Newman's own salad dressings, and she loved it. But it wasn't until years later that we found out about the ethos of the company and how they give 100% of the profits away. It meant so much to me. So when I found out where Dr. Nelson worked, it was just an awesome sort of full circle to kind of take this back home and, 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 and remind myself about how good, there's a lot of great people doing a lot of great work. And you can lay the foundation, no pun intended. So even when you leave, others can carry the torch of good. And that is not, no different than what's happening right now with Dr. Miriam Nelson. So Dr. Miriam Nelson is president and CEO of the Newman's Own Foundation, the private foundation founded by legendary actor Paul Newman and funded by 100% of profits and royalties from the sale of Newman's Own Food and Beverages. Dr. Nelson is leading the foundation's mission to nourish and transform the lives of children who face adversity bringing joy to children with serious illness and advancing nutrition security across the U.S. Welcome to the show, Dr. Miriam Nelson. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me, Tony and Tobias. Really looking forward to the interview today. And I'm living good currency, I promise. <laughs> That's, I, I know you are. You know, I, I want to dive into your background, but just off the top, can you give us a brief history of Paul Newman's um, the company as well as the foundation, just so we can start the conversation there. In 1982, the legendary actor Paul Newman, really an extraordinary person, decided to bottle up his homemade salad dressing and to give it away to his dear friends and neighbors. And they all said, you need to sell this, Paul. So he decided to sell it. And with the best ingredients and the best tasting salad dressing and lo and behold it flew off the shelves and there were profits at the end of the year and that is when he said let's give it all away and if he was going to 
have this company, he wanted to make sure that it was for the common good. And really, really, it was a radical idea at the time. And since that time, uh, the foundation then started, he passed away in 2008, and the foundation was started just before that time. And the foundation now is what gives away the profits and royalties from the great tasting food and beverages, salad dressing and pasta and pizzas and popcorn and lemonade. So it really was a radically good idea at the time. And I really believe in my heart that it was the first purpose-driven brand. And the reason for being was to do really good things. And our good thing is to support children who face adversity. Amazing story. And you're right. I think it was such a radical idea. And when you think about the B Corp companies and the public benefit corporations, which we are, it really, you know, Paul Newman set that tone and given us permission mm -hmm. to be able to dedicate a lot of the profits or purpose to helping others. And so you are definitely carrying on that torch and legacy, which is incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And so as it started out with him bottling the dressing, and then now it's into all kinds of different uh, products and in the foundation. So the foundation is 100% funded by the for-profit company, correct? That is correct. We're, we're, a bit, we're a bit odd that way. Um, so the foundation, our donors, the people that support the foundation are the people that walk through their grocery store or click online and buy the salad dressing or the pasta or the pizza, et cetera. So those, I, I, I feel very um, beholden. Um, I feel, well, it's just incredible. It, very, very important stakeholder is that person that buys our food. That's amazing. That is so true to think about that you are a donor when you when you purchase these products and it's a sense of pride. Um, Very they, much so. And they taste good. Mm. That's the, I mean, that's the key. It also has to be good, you know, to do good and, and to be good. That's, uh, you know, good all around. Yeah. And, and, and just, to, you know, so that, that your, your listeners understand. So there's the foundation, which is a private foundation, as you mentioned, and we give away all the profits and we, I'd love to talk more about how we do it yes. and what we, how we do our work, but, and then there's the food company, which is completely separate and is a for-profit food company. It just happens to be that the for-profit comes to the foundation and it's run by a, a wonderful team of people led by David Best. So Dave Best is my partner over there and I'm his partner on the foundation side. Incredible, incredible. Well, we thank you for carrying on the legacy and we, we thank Paul Newman for starting this because it is an inspiration, whether it was subconscious or consciously now, of what we do and how we run um, our business and how we think about giving back and doing good. And so um, it's, it's, it's an honor to have you. I'd like to just dive in also into, I noticed that you joined the company in 2020, correct? Yep. January 1st, 2020. <laughs> what a time to start. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Clearly your background. And you were also, if I read in the bio correctly, you came to know the Paul Newman's Foundation because you were also a grantee, right? You had worked previously with the foundation in some capacity, correct? Can you, can you talk about that? Yes. My start with Newman's Own, beyond drinking the lemonade and using the salad dressing uh, as other consumers, my start was uh, as a grantee of Newman's Own. So my background is in uh, uh, women's health, children's health, and especially in the field of nutrition and food policy. And so um, I, I worked hard to fund the research that we were doing and the policy work and the impact work when I was at Tufts University, which I was at Tufts for about three decades um, before I came to Newman Zone, and really did um, love my work. And uh, it, I felt very lucky and fortunate. But but I just, I was looking and I was thinking, well, where could we get some additional funding? And I was like, wow, Newman's Own. I know that they, you know, it's a, there's a foundation. They give it all away, 100% profits. And so I was lucky enough to be able to make some contact and, and to, um, and for the folks at the foundation to understand what, what we were doing at Tufts and we got funding and then, I have to say that that 
once we got funding from the foundation, I became much more interested in the governance model and how does it work and where do they get their funding? Because I was fascinated by the fact that there was a food company that supported the foundation. And then I became actually a board member of the food company for five years. And then I was asked to then lead the foundation. So I, I'm not sure if there are many other people that are as LinkedIn, um, if you will, by the true sense, LinkedIn with an organization as I have. So as a grantee partner, a board member of the food company, and now the president and CEO of the, of the foundation. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, brother, I'm just sitting here uh, thinking how celebrity launches product fueling the movement, thus highlighting the calls. And I think uh, even in my circumstances and situations, there was a level of celebrity that came about that the governor of California gave me a second chance. And launching the product, you know, we have like the same interests in California, the communities in which we come out of are now considered uh, food deserts by the governor and the president of the United States. And so when you say taking food to launch a movement, and to highlight that cause and to bring nutrition food, you're talking about 1982. You know, this kind of conversation wasn't even uh, being had. So to be here uh, in this moment right now, and I'm taking plenty of notes, as you might, you might can see, that, uh, you know, I'm just thankful, brother. Just so No, no, this man. is going to be a fun. When you get to, when, when Tobias, it really is not just an honor to have you on, but the timing is, it doesn't... Uh, it's just perfect um, with what we're doing and what Tobias's mission is with in regards to our, our, our giving back portion. We're so aligned that we got so excited when we had the opportunity to sit down with you. So you took over in 2020, but what we noticed is that um, you have, prior to you coming on, it was a broader sense of giving back, I feel like. But now you guys have this new mission, a little bit more focused on, on children and and really helping impoverished children. And some of the stats were pretty amazing to, to, to read about. Like, I think, the, you know, from what I read, 34 million children have chronic health, poverty, nutrition, scarcity, of which 11 million have food insecurities. And I think that number, according to your guys' report, even went up somewhere like one in seven children are, are, are food insecure. And so can you talk about how that became a new mission and fit focus for the foundation and, and, and why? Every good foundation makes sure that they're using all of their resources for maximal impact. And every foundation needs to do some self-study at, at different periods of time. You don't want to be changing all the time, but you want to be evolving. You always want to be evolving and thinking about where you can have maximal impact. And with, with Newman's Own Foundation, we have a long history of supporting kids. Um, Paul Newman started the Hole in the Wall Gang Camp in 1988, which now is a network of serious fun camps. That There are 30 of these camps and programs around the world. They're reaching millions of children, all for free. Mm. We also have a long history of support in nutrition security that started way, way before my time. And, you know, we have we have on record Paul saying if there was any legacy, it's the kids. Mm. And he really cared about kids. And so it was it was really time for us to do some self-study and to think about where we could have the greatest impact with the side. We're not we're not the you know, we're not a billion dollar foundation. Um, so we have a specific niche. And we really believe that children is where we could have the niche, but it's also an area where we have authenticity because we have history in the space and, uh, and where we could make that, that difference and with some great partners that we support and really thinking about, about how we can amplify the work. And I, I can come back to that in just a little bit in terms of the strategy, which is, is a lot of fun. But, you know, the, the really big piece here is we are on track to reach $600 million in giving by the end of the year and 40 years. This is our 40th year. So it's a very, very special time for us. And it's really important that we... Uh, operate it with the best innovation and um, and really thinking about the communities in which we support. Incredible. 
And you're right, authenticity is important, self-evaluation is important, uh, personally, professionally, spiritually, we often talk about, so it makes sense that this is what you're, you know, that you guys have this focus. And I love that you talked about realigning. I mean, six. you may not be a billion-dollar foundation, but $600 million, come on. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a lot that's, of money. That's a lot of salad dressing, you know what I mean? Yes. And pizza's being bought. Uh, lemonade. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a pretty impressive number. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool to think that $600 million completely, sorry to interrupt you, but completely came from yes. salad dressing yes. and yes. pasta sauce yes. and popcorn and left. I mean, yes. it all came from that. Incredible. I mean, it's really extraordinary. Incredible. Cut me off any time by the way please yes yeah you know so so 600 million incredible yeah where it came from that the people are supporting this cause which is just really really cool uh, but but when you think about the the food and oh and also 40 40 is a special number you could look at some you know some of the religious texts depending on it doesn't matter where you go or just some of the best you know people that have walked this earth around that 40th year is where people come into mm. their own um, and so when you look at this nonprofit, you know, that's kind of a cool number. Uh, just popped in my head when you said that, you know, that, you know, to, to kind of really become, and I, I wouldn't be shocked that, um, I wouldn't be shocked if for the next 40 years, you guys are focused on this mission and vision um, to, you know, I don't know how much more evaluations you need. This is a perfect, amazing niche to focus on. You know, the, the, the kids are, are so important, um, as we all know, and it's important to, to spread the good news. I mean, so yes, it's, it, it, is, it is sad that one in seven kids have this issue. The good news is that there's companies, for-profit and non-profit, and people like us that care to put this out there and care to help. You know, I think one of the, we, in Good News Network, we did a couple uh, articles about the positive pandemics, things that actually came positive through the pandemic. And those were some of our biggest hits because, yes, there's a lot of doom and gloom and sad and, and statistics that were, you know, often depressing, but there's a lot of good that came out of it. And, and, and I think that you guys reshaping this, you know, a lot of schools in, in you know, the federal government and now certain states have taken on giving free lunches mm -hmm. and breakfasts and given a, a, an issue, you know, bringing that issue up of a lot of these kids get their meals from school you know, get yeah. their luck. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting you bring that up. I mean, obviously the pandemic turned everything upside down and it stressed our systems. It also showed where the resiliency was, um, really quite an extraordinary time. And one thing that we certainly saw was that how fragile and non-resilient our food system is. That's one um, for those of us that went in the grocery store and those empty shelves. But the other, as you brought up, was the importance of the school as being an epicenter of, of really a community epicenter for, and especially around food. And the federal government was wise enough to um, provide waivers so that children would continue to get meals and that the school was a, became a distribution site. And certainly we have food banks and other ways, but school really, every community has a school and multiple schools. And we're really proud to be able to support Food Corps, which is one of our grantee partners, an extraordinary organization that is in this perfect nexus of helping to support policy to make sure every child is well nourished, has nutrition education and access to healthy and culturally affordable food, culturally relevant food, which is really, really important. Um, but also training a new workforce mm. that will be in the food system and in the, in the food space, which is really fantastic. And uh, so we, we love Food Corps. They're one of our, you know, one of our grantee partners, one of our larger ones. Um, but we really believe there is a moment in time that the pandemic has precipitated to understand the potential for and the importance of good nutrition for children and especially the role that schools play. So it's really been an interesting moment in time for them. Uh, and we're really, really thrilled to be able to support them. You know, um, the schools are important. And I think to your point where this had highlighted the, the discrepancies that, you know, you don't see, you know, you pack your kids at lunch, you, you send them off, 
and you don't realize that there's so many other kids that these are, you know, our kids, I have a, I have a almost 10 year old boy and a, a seven year old son. And, you know, they would come when they first came last year, they'd come home with all these lunches or they'd bring in these extra lunches. And I even said to them, I said, you know, it's important to make sure you don't waste, you know, like if you, if, you know, I understand, but also my, my oldest said, you know, but I want to take it cause I see some people need it and I don't want to make them feel like they they're alone. I said, Oh, that's a really interesting gesture. You know, like it made me feel good. So now very perceptive, very, very perceptive. perceptive. He's a soulful, yes. soulful, soulful yeah. son. So now I didn't get mad that he was, I felt like he might've been wasting it, but he had the, he's a, you know, he, he, he said the right words from the heart. But so then you realize, man, you know, there's, so yes, it's a community. I got really, you know, anybody's listened to this podcast, you know, they're, they're, you know, had got really sick um, uh, about a decade ago with Crohn's and, and just, um, you know, it depends on when you listen to this podcast, but just a few weeks ago, I had major surgery um, um, uh, for my Crohn's. One of the things that I learned through this process of, of, of healing is it's 50% what you put in your mind and 50% what you put in your mouth. And so we're proud of, of what we're doing alongside what you're doing. This is why it's so important for our, us to meet, you know, where we can spread positive news as well as informational, educational. Um, and so although it's important to get what you, with, you know, the right nutritional food, and I, wanna, I know Tobias wants to go into detail on that, you know, with his community he's serving as well, that we're serving. But we're proud to say that Good News Network also uh, this year teamed up with an organization to get good news inside the schools. And so there's all Great. these monitors that are in thousands of schools. And, you know, it's almost like a, you know, a distribution. And they had asked, can we put some good news stories? And we said, of course, you know, we did this really awesome relationship. And we just got this email, I think, a couple of days ago that said, you know, they were happily shocked how many schools are wanting the more more good news and how it's having an impact on on the kids because you know they're always hearing you know adult conversations when mom and dad or whoever sitting there talking doom and gloom or whatever it is you know the kids hear these things and then they get stressed out going to school but so it's it's um i wanted you to i wanted to share that good news with you that we're also penetrating the schools yeah Yeah, and we got some great great, yeah so hopefully with getting good news mentally and then getting good news uh, with the good kind of good food nutrition, we can hit people's full mind, body, and soul. Oh, brother, I was just thinking of the importance of relationships and 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 you know being connected. You know, the connection of Tony and myself allows uh, for me to bring a different voice and a different view. Um, in a month's time, I'm dealing with probably 300 youth out of Los Angeles, California, the Demert District, and where uh, I partially grew up at. The overwhelming majority of these black and brown children come from uh, single uh, family homes, normally a mother or a grandmother. There's normally five or six uh, siblings within the home. And so there isn't a breakfast. I grew up, everybody comes to the table at breakfast, we say prayer, and then your mother gives you lunch, you come home, and then there's a family dinner. I was blessed to have or be a part of that culture. But this new culture in which we are uh, seeming to address Uh, It's Cheetos for breakfast, if that. It's some kind of soda uh, for breakfast, if that. Donut uh, for breakfast, uh, if that. And then they're the older children. Uh, They teach this culture of eating uh, to the younger children. And then we go to school. The schools are so very important because most children do more time with teachers than they do with their own parents. And so if we understand uh, the schools are not only the center or should be the center of nutrition, but of basic levels of care and community. So when uh, I'm sitting here listening uh, to such a powerful organization as yourself, a foundation as yourself, doing this kind of work, what we have done in Los Angeles, we have a buy-in from the churches, the masks, a synagogue that is not so much in the community, but kind of close, to put uh, urban farms and gardens and utilize those urban farms uh, to grow food, nutritional food, highly nutritional food, and utilize the people in the community as a buy-in, uh, not only just getting in the ground, because, you know, the scientific uh, research has come in, that us connecting with the earth and having a better relationship with the earth gives us a better uh, appreciation for our communities. You know, we don't care about our communities because there's, you know, our communities have been depleted of so many resources, et cetera. But the point of this is that when you have this kind of movement and this kind of push that we can produce our own food, 
And that's very powerful. You, you, you named it. And you said, just imagine $600 million salad dressing, pizza, pasta, lemonade, which I so love myself. And that has been given globally to touch others. So the education, cultural relevance. There are certain foods culturally that we need, not only as African-American or brown or indigenous people, but people who have strong levels of stress and trauma on generationals and transgenerational levels. So this is just a very happy moment, as my brother Tony has said, as a confirmation of what we're doing on the social justice level, food level, food sovereignty, food, you know, paying attention to this and putting light on this. So uh, I thank you, uh, Dr. Nelson, for the great well, work you're doing. And, and Tobias, thank you for sharing that. It's um, it really resonates. And and I'll tell you with with I mean, I, I have you guys have an awesome job. I have a great job. I, I love what I get to do uh, right now. We have uh, we're reviewing about 40 proposals that have come in. These are sort of very quite small grants, but important grants for community organizations. And my colleague Faith Fennelly and I are reviewing these with some other external reviewers. And these proposals are from organizations that are working at the community level and connecting to schools. And whether it's gardens or coalition building or education or connecting schools to regional farms. What has been so inspiring for me reading the proposals that have come into Newman's Own Foundation for this, and this is in coordination with, with uh, Food Corps, is the movement is happening. I mean, what we're seeing is, uh, and we reviewed even more, um, we can't fund everybody, but all over the country in almost every community it's happening and for someone like i mean i've been in the food nutrition space uh since early 80s about the time that paul newman started the food company i i had tears in my eyes because i was reading and i was like it's happening you know and it's taken time and effort by so many people at the local level regional level state level federal level, you know, whether it's food company folks or foundation folks or advocates or teachers. And so anyway, I'm just saying it's very inspiring because I really feel like it's happening. Yeah, it it is. And just to place a a seed in a child's hand, you know, a lot of children don't even know the potentials of seed. They don't even know that food comes from actually seeds, you know. So you're talking about placing a seed in a child's hands. And then you're showing them the process of growth, and you're showing them this growth inside of their own community. And then you bring neighborhood restaurants together to create recipes and serve this food, highly nutritional foods that your own hands have invested in. And then you'd be surprised, and you probably wouldn't, or our listeners would be surprised, uh, as one young brother had BJ. BJ never tasted a fresh strawberry before. So I went to my uh, uh, one of our business partners' uh, a garden, and that morning pulled in and asked him, what do you normally eat for breakfast? He says, uh, Cheetos. Whoa, so to have a fresh strawberry, and for his senses, and for his tongue, and his, his body, and his nutrition to be reactivated. And like you said, the uh, you said nutrition and transformation. It is the nutrition that brings about the transformation. Right. If we're talking about mental yeah. uh, illness, right. or mental health, if we're talking about right. changing the periphery of young people's lives, if we're talking about changing the periphery of this country's uh, a legacy, uh, I do believe that it's our kind of joining these kind of conversations that take place that are uh, the beginning. And we saying that it's happening. You know, a lot of people don't right. see because we call it in our own little cells, our own little homes, our own little pockets. But those of us who are ambassadors of this great work, we can pronounce it, we can show it, and it's nothing better to put a seed in a child's hand it's and happening. to create the soil you know, for something to yeah. grow. Yes. Yeah, it's um, uh, we we look at food as as one of the essential school supplies. Yes. Good food is an essential school supply. A ch- child child it's hard for a child to to learn if they aren't well nourished and your point of connecting a child to 
the earth literally to the ground and the earth. And when a kid grows it, I can tell you, they love everything they grow, but it's, it's even more than that. It's, it's the, it's also, you know, that's critical, but then changing the systems and, and that's really, you know, what, what our foundation is all about is really thinking of the ecosystem change, not just a one-off change. And, and, you know, we're, we're also working very, um, we're supporting indigenous youth and nutrition security, um, Native Americans and, and have the, the least investment yes. by foundations is it for indigenous communities. And so uh, for me, this has been really fascinating work and the innovation that is happening in Indian country around nutrition, both from an entrepreneurial standpoint, from a nutrition security, from just just really innovative um, yes. work that's happening and the potential for growing food, processing food, selling food, um, and bringing back livelihoods to Indian country is really um, quite ex- extraordinary and you know there's been just so much erasure of their their culture for so long that recognizing it and celebrating that work and one of my jobs is trying to figure out other foundations and other ways that we can find other resources to to bring to bear for that work so um yeah i mean for for newman's own foundation it's it's really trying to bring joy to children who have serious illness and then nutrition security in schools around the country and uh, nutrition security for indigenous youth those are the big areas that we're supporting right now. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it's the flow. You know, before we started and we was philosophizing on what the line uh, behind us means. And uh, Tony kept on speaking about the flow, the flow, just how God flows in our lives. And one of our brothers, uh, his name is Kardir. He's a trauma and resource, uh, not resource, but a resilient specialty. So there is an organization out of Arizona that had him, asked him to come to uh, a, uh, a group of Indian or Native Americans who wanted resiliency work. So I was explaining to him, bro, along with the resiliency work, we need to figure out cultural relevant food sources. Because if you look at a lot of the problems with our Native American brothers and sisters, is they're taking on diets, they're, they're taking on uh, habits, addictions, uh, to get past their pain. So as we're giving the education or we're giving the care in the community, we need to be also pronouncing and holding up the foods in which they have eaten thousands of years before so many traumas have come upon their lives. So when you say this is the work that you're paying attention to, I was just talking yeah. to one of our young brothers uh, who yeah. just got back from uh, Arizona in which they have uh, fully accepted him and his work. And so now he's working on various reservations, not only on seeking to uh, cultivate resiliency, but how can we return to uh, the native uh, farming and agriculture yeah. and relationships with the earth to relieve uh, systematic trauma? Yes, yeah, so, there is so, there is so much to learn from Native American, uh, the regional culture, the different tribes and the cultures, and the sustainability, nutrition, resiliency, regenerative agriculture. There's so much to learn and digging back into those roots and really understanding we can all benefit from it. Discover how your gut biome, oral microbiome, and cellular health impact how you feel, how you age, and your overall health with full body intelligence. The most advanced at home health tests available. Simply, Collect your blood, stool, and saliva samples. Send them to BioLab, and within two to three weeks, receive your science-backed, personalized health scores and food and supplication requirements. Use code CURRENCY50 to get $50 off of your full-body intelligent test or bundle. Shop now at Viome.com slash goodcurrency. Um, I want to go back. So anybody listening, right, sometimes people can listen to a conversation they relate to it. They're, they're, they they relate to whatever conversation we're having, and then sometimes it feels distant. It doesn't. Feel, it feels a little foreign. So maybe they, you know, this is good news, but it has nothing to do with me. You just mm-hmm. ended by saying how by focusing on, like for example, the indigenous children. There's so much we can learn 
in our in our lives, if you're not in that same or black and brown, if you're not if you're white, for example, there's so many things that's important to learn. Number one, so anybody listening, if you could listen with an open mind and open heart, you can actually take away these things and figure out how it applies to your life. Number one. Number two, a lot of times people want to feel, how do I, how, if there's such a major problem, there's so many things going on, how do I actually affect change? The coolest part about listening to this, to me right now, is you can buy Paul, Paul, you can buy a product, seriously, that tastes good, that actually contributes to the solution. So this is also a really cool conversation because sometimes these conversations can get heady, you know, live up too here, too much up here and you want to kind of get down and you want to say, okay, how do I get involved? So number one, I, I just love that this is a conversation that anybody listening can actively get involved with by just purchasing awesome products. But also you mentioned that there's 40 um, potential grantees you're looking at. There's, you know, different proposals. There's so many. I'm sure there's, like you said, there's even more than the 40. Very hard to make those decisions. But you focused on the good news that there's so much happening. One of our emphasis is right now is how do we scale good news? Because there is so much more good news and there is bad news. But as we know, bad news seems to take the top of everyone's social feeds and news feeds and all these other mm. things. So the good the part about us coming together, and I just want to tell you that we are committed. One of our evolutions in Good News Network, for example, is to focus on good causes, right? Really bringing to light all the good that's happening and how you can affect change because it, it, it is important. So, so I want to talk. I think that this is the beginning of many conversations, but I want you to know from the from your foundation to us, that we want to work on highlighting these stories and highlighting these good news. So there may be, you know, for example, those that you grant, we should do a whole article about, you know, why they got granted and what they're doing. Or maybe some that yes. you, you couldn't grant, but you want to highlight the good that they're doing. So that just came to mind. That I think we should have this ongoing conversation of how do we scale and uplift people um, through all the good that's going on because you never know what could resonate with someone and I feel like we know that uh, it's been scientifically proven that if you listen or read two to three minutes of good news a day, it actually lowers your cortisol levels, which reduces stress and inflammation. So good news to listen to also helps physically your body. So yes. the more we can spread the good. So I want to commit to you on that. I think we should create that ongoing uh, opportunity to share all the cool stuff that you guys are supporting. Um, that came to mind. The other thing is, you know, you're, I'm sitting next to... Uh, a young man who, who has impacted my life because he's literally living good currency. He, you know, he spent, um, you know, 28 years and, or a little bit more than that, you know, in a system, you know, uh, serving two life sentences, but he had, uh, chosen to uplift in heart in, 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 arm himself with love and, and, and inclusiveness. That's why he was able to look past people's skin colors in a price where that's all you do. Uh, and and unites um, you know different races and and ethnicities and religions, and so you know him coming out here we call these transferable skills. You know, mm -hmm. He was a master gardener in prison, and he you know and so you know I think that there's a lot that we can learn from each other. Um, you know one of the things. So when you talk about your mission and vision for the foundation, I mean Tobias is a living proof. Oh, with the, of with who's the, been thank doing you, it. Tony. That was very critical, and I pray I pray that people don't miss it. But the doctor said what we can learn from them. So we don't come to anyone as saviors. We don't come with the answers. No, we come as students. We come as servants. You know, we come as connectors. We come as possible means of resources, but the people themselves. So you said to my story, uh, first it was on the basketball court. I seen how we all related to sports, the guards, those who was imprisoned, everybody loves sports. So that was a means which transcended us being in prison. And then from there, uh, I was given uh, leadership in the chapel and then finally to the kitchen, which is my point. The kitchen was the place that everybody was eating. Even the guards yes. eat up out of the kitchen food that yeah. I was cooking. So uh, right. that's where I seen the power of food, how food is prepared, the love that needs to be placed inside of every dish, although it might not have been the most nutritional. People appreciated that uh, I was a part of those people taking that culture and saying, man, we're going to treat each other better. We're going to treat food better, the way food is being prepared and offered to each other. So uh, when Tony says those things, these are transferable skills that uh, that's very important. And I'm not going to uh, underestimate what Tony said. Often for, you know, I know about grants, I know about uh, not getting the grant. <laughs> 
but the people right. are still doing the work. So just in highlighting people's right. work and what they're doing is very important. Media is everything. You know, and yeah, so uh, getting getting the good news out there. I'd love to let's commit to that. And and um, you you bring up another thing that is really a, a central sort of guiding principle to the work that we do at Newman's Own Foundation, and that is that you need to lean on and listen to and understand yes, the yeah, wisdom of yes, the communities yes, in which you're working. Yes. That is critical. Like we don't know best. We know how to listen. We know how then to understand and then connect the dots and convene and then Appreciate amplify you. the work. But it's really about leaning on and trusting the wisdom of the communities in which we are supporting. And then that makes the work way more interesting because you you yes. are then a lifelong yes. learner. Yes. So and building that trust. So that's central central to the work we do at Newman's Own Foundation and. I really think it's served us very well over time. And I know that it's it's what gives me the joy every day because it, it means that I don't have to be the expert. I can listen carefully and, <laughs> and, and create those connections. And what did I hear and take my own expertise to help then support that work. Amazing. You know, the other thing that I want our audience to know about Newman's Own Foundation is also in which the way you operate. Um, not just how you get your funding through the people buying products, which is amazing, but also you guys really, and you experienced it, where you don't spend a lot of time and wasteful money mm. on this proposal process. You seem to really love to highlight the fact that you like to make decisions quick and fast and be able to execute so that you can have a solution to and helping people quick. And, and you know, can you just talk about that? Because, you know, people might say it, but um, they're, you know, the, People all, you know, as donors, we, we, you know, you, you don't know where it goes or how, mm -hmm. where it really, mm -hmm. but, but, but this is something you guys are highlighting. So since you guys are highlighting that this is part of how you guys operate, can you just quickly talk about that process? Yes, it's, um, I, I take great pride in how we operate and um, this was really been some of the innovative work that the foundation started doing before my time, but we've really leaned into it. And that is that as a grantee, many of our organizations don't have huge infrastructures or grant writing teams. Um, and so we want to, number one, identify exceptional leaders. We want to look at folks that have great ideas and are doing really good work, their work, and then we want to lower the barrier to entry. Yes. So make the grant writing proposal as easy as possible. Then the due diligence is on our part to, you know, is this a legitimate organization? Are these good people? Um, so to really bring down the barriers to entry and then also then fund these great people uh, and that's really what Paul Newman did. He really identified exceptional leaders and then he funded them mm. and their organizations. Mm. And that's what got us started. And then make sure that the reporting, they don't have to hire one person just to do the reporting. You know, let's keep, yes, we want to know the work that they've done, but we keep the reporting down as well. So we try to keep the administrative piece of the grant making or the grant getting as low as possible so that we just do the good due diligence and then we fund good people. And we've really, you know, uh, yes, over 40 years have we, you know, made a couple mistakes probably, but you know, no harm. It wasn't, you know, and it's better to bet on some exceptional right. leaders. Um, and early stage, early stage and mid-stage leaders and their organizations. Um, you know, I, I think about um, uh, there's a wonderful farm called Soul Fire Farm in outside Albany, New York, run by a wonderful woman named Leah Penniman. And it's really around black and brown indigenous uh, bring 
folks and bringing them back to understanding the importance that farming and food plays in their lives and their culture. She's just exceptional. Like, let's go fund her, yes. you know? And so we were, we were early to fund them. Kurt Ellis, who started Food Corps, um, Paul Newman, this is way before my time. Paul Newman thought that he was exceptional in what he was doing and let, let's go fund him. So, so that's what we try to do is bring down the barriers. So you don't have to have a whole development team, which is fine for some organizations, but that's not our sweet spot. Um, first of all, for Tony, I, I'm going to thank you because I'm, I'm fortunate to be, uh, you know, founder of, of, of Good Currency and what we're doing and GNN, but also on the grassroots level, I have to deal with a lot of grants and yes. my goodness gracious, uh, it's normally the big organizations with the big grant writers with the big, uh, you know, ce- uh, I guess celebrity names. I understand why both sides of it One. uh, the system normally just banks on people who they've been dealing with for decades, even if it hasn't worked. So to hear uh, uh, you to say this right now is very refreshing to myself and people know how difficult it is to receive a grant. And it's one thing I tell all the people who uh, believe in me and the work that I'm doing on grassroots levels is I invite the people. I ain't grant the grantors. You can come down. You can get in the dirt with us. You know, you can see right. the line. Yeah, you will have right. to sit from, you know, your suite or your office. Come get your hands dirty seven days a week. Uh, this is all day with us. And you can see the impact that we're making on uh, not only right. the children, the communities, the masters, the temples, the, uh, the restaurants, our communities. We have law enforcement involved. We have the local politicians involved. But often, if I wasn't a part founder of a media company, how would all this be known? If I wasn't given a platform for my voice, it wouldn't. All you knew is my worst day in my life, 28 or 30 right. years ago, that I was called a super predator. Now you don't know that Tony calls me a superhero. I'm like, my goodness, how did yeah. I go from super predator and to you, superhero? And you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, and you, you, you know what? I think some of I think some of, of my feeling about this comes because I spent 30 years raising money yes. for mm. the work that I was doing um, when I was at Tufts University on behalf of kids and, and women. And so I, I wrote, you know, I wrote and raised so much money. And I think that I saw so much wasteful time yeah. Yeah. in some of that. Listen, yes. the the funders were fabulous, yes. but I realized you didn't have to do all of that to to identify really exceptional leaders, and we could keep those barriers down. So, Amazing. you know, that's, yeah, just, um, you know, thinking about a couple of things that I'd, I'd love for, for to, to leave your team with, the yes. two of you, yes. is, is just I believe there's a lot of goodness out there, um, I, I see it every day. Uh, I feel very fortunate that there was this exceptional man, Paul Newman, who was the most famous man in the world at the time, yes. you know, Oscar winning actor, winning race car driver and philanthropist who had this idea in 1982, a radically good idea to start a food company and then to give it all away. I mean, we give one hundred percent of the profits and royalties from the great food and beverages to great causes and that causes kids and i think that if we can inspire collectively other organizations businesses individuals to be doing that and and giving back and doing good the whole world is just going to be a lot better place you know i i have uh (laughs) if you get to know tobias enough he says it. He always goes like this. He goes, I get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not lying when the goosebumps come. <laughs> so now all of a sudden I pay attention when I get the goosebumps. And I just got them right now when you were talking. You know, Paul Newman has a quote that you guys referenced that really hit me. Um, he says, when you see the right thing to do, you better do it. Think about that. When you see the right thing to do, you better do it. That is a true human being that is living a life worth living, you know, doing the, you know, we believe everyone serves the same purpose, which is to do good for yourself and others daily. So when you see the right thing to do, you better do it. That is such a powerful thing. You know, um, we talked about in a few podcast conversations ago about how Oprah was famous for saying, if you know better, you do better. And how uh, Tobias says that's not necessarily true because a lot of people know better, you know, to eat the right things and they still don't do it. It's when you feel better, you do better. That's right. 
So right. when so so when I when I thought of that quote of Tobias is when you feel better you do better. Uh, when Paul Newman said when you see the right thing to do you better do it, and so it really puts the the onus on us. So we're in this conversation right now while we're speaking. I'm just going to say it. I felt that our organizations with what we're doing with Good News Network, you know, Good News Network was established not, you know, a decade later, 1997, by an incredible woman, Jerry Weiss Corbley, who taught herself HTML coding because she was so sick of the negativity out there. And it's been run by her like seven days a week. And she's, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have one day Googled Good News. Uh, we're number That's one. That's great. You know, it's wherever, we're number one wherever you search for Good News. And, and together decided, okay, let's, let's work on taking this very simple website and, and, and over the next 12 to 24 months, you're going to see a complete revived uh, UI UX web two, web three experience that we're about to go do and media and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, that quote remind me if I, if I can just say a, a story about Paul Newman that yes. it reminds me of when you, when you see something, just do the right thing. Um, in 1998, Paul Newman and Susan Sarandon were doing a, a movie called Twilight. It was it was a big hit. It was a crime movie. And when Paul Newman found out that Susan Sarandon was being paid less than he was, mm. he made sure that that she got some of his salary to make sure that there was equal pay because he Come thought on. she we were we were we were both stars. Why should I get paid more? So it's like it's doing the right thing when you see it. It's stepping up, stepping up and doing the right thing. Wow. You know, well, the last thing I'll say that came to mind is anybody listening, you know, it's all about not just doing good for yourself and others daily, but in, in aligning your passions and purpose, which we often talk about. And we, you know, practical ways. So the cool takeaway from it is practically you can support Miriam and all her incredible organization um, by buying the products. And that's an amazing thing. And you're, and you're going to love your taste buds. We'll thank you for it. Mm. But also the fact that Paul Newman, as evidenced by the story you just shared with Twilight, I mean, right now, it's 2022, and there's still stories how this actress is getting paid less than this actor. I mean, now in 2022. So Paul Newman clearly was a visionary, someone who lived a, a life worth living and someone who gave back and was, you know, truly walked the walk. But one of the highlights that we often talk about, um, sometimes on, on conversation, sometimes behind the, the scenes, is how at the end of the day, we, you know, um, just last week we buried one of our brothers, actually, who... You know, me and Tobias met at a grave. We actually met at a funeral. And the brother who brought him to that funeral um, just passed away last week. Um, oh, uh, Mohammed, uh, sorry. Peace be upon him. Uh, we, um, anyway, so, but we were thinking as we were watching, you know, him go under. You know, like, wh what can we leave behind that could be of continuous value to people so that, you know, it's not just about getting your name on a wall or getting your name on something. But, you know, I was fortunate enough to be blessed by having Muhammad Ali uh, as a mentor for mine for, you know, some odd years. That's great. Yeah, like That's 20 years. So great. Yeah, he took me under his wing. And, yeah. and, and I got fortunate enough to go to the funeral of Muhammad Ali's, and that was incredible. You know, and millions of people I watched it. I can only imagine. Yeah, watch, yeah. It watched it. And it wasn't a sad event. It was an absolute celebrity. Mm. You know, we celebrated. Think about Paul Newman right now. I mean, we are celebrating this man, and he continuously gets yes, the benefit yes, of being yes. someone. So I just mm -hmm. just wanted to share that that this is about legacy building, and 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 Dr. Nelson, you are also part of that. Clearly, that legacy, and you're the 30 years you put in prior, and the continued legacy it. that you are continued. So we are just honored, and we thank you for this. Yeah, thank this, you for this time. And, and you know, if there's anything else you'd like to share, um, but we just we just well, this is a wonderful conversation. Yeah, that it is. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing the good news. It's been uh, a real pleasure to get to meet both of you and to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Don't forget to check out new episodes every Monday. We're super excited about this. I'm Tony Samadani. I'm Tobias Tubbs. Miriam Nelson. And we are living, living the good, good currency. currency.